And hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Five Star Wrestling Revolution, the evolution of a show I did called Vic Muscat's Revolution. We can be found in all the podcast platforms and even YouTube. I am your fearless leader of the show, Vic Muscat. Today, do not, please do not wear her beauty for you because she is a smart businesswoman in and out of the ring and tough as nails. Uh, she's even gotten the attention of NXT UK. She is the master, and I'm saying master because she's a lot better than me at this, at TikTok, YouTube, <laughs> social media, and she's a professional wrestler on top of it. She is her own brand and number one contender of the SWW Women's Championship champion from the London area in the beautiful country of England. Wayne, none of my business because I am a gentleman. I don't ask you pretty <laughs> The glamour, Maria May. How have you been? Oh, you know what? Your intro was so perfect, but it's Mariah. Mariah. <laughs> Not Mariah. <laughs> it's always that close. Have we mentioned was... before? before we oh, were... that's... Hold on. My door's just ringing. We were having all the technical difficulties. <laughs> One second. No Someone will grab it. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. All right, we got it. We got it. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you want to redo that bit. Let me, let me tell yeah. you, show. I've gotten people's names wrong. I've gotten people's towns wrong. I've gotten, you know, it's just I've tried to do so many episodes. I've loosened up. It's doing you like know what? Hard. A lot of people, my name written down does look like a lot of people say Maria. So it's a really easy mistake. Like a lot, of, it was such a good intro. I was like, yeah. Thank you. I worked really hard on that. You know? <laughs> So what's going on in England in the COVID situation? Are you under another lockdown? Yes, I honestly have lost count. Apparently this is our third lockdown, but to me it's just really seemed like one ongoing lockdown. Um, I think we're kind of at the end now because we're starting to get the vaccines and stuff. So I think things are starting to reopen. Like gyms are reopening for us on Monday, which is cool. Um, things are starting to reopen slowly and get back to normal. And I think they said like July maybe for wrestling. So yeah, we're, we're getting there. It's been, it's been tough, but uh, we are definitely getting there, I think. So hopefully by the end of the year, we'll be kind of back to normal, yeah. you know, you, as much as possible. <laughs> you get vaccinated, can't you? Yes, uh, I haven't got mine yet, but it, I'm guessing because I'm, you know, quite young and stuff, I'm probably low priority. So um, I haven't got mine yet, but I think we're all set to get ours by June. I think that's when things go back to normal, like I said. So hopefully uh, June time, I'll get mine and then wrestling. That's on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of cheated and got mine because I'm volunteer part-time with the fire department. And all oh, the okay. It's like they say, like, even the volunteers, if you want to get your shot, use this cold, they'll shoot you up. And I was like, yeah. So, yeah, well. <laughs> so waiting for my second one which is great but anyways yeah what got you into this crazy world of professional wrestling well <laughs> where do I begin I mean I've always been a fan I grew up with two older brothers and uh we always watched wrestling together and I always wanted to be Mickey James Jeff Hardy John Cena and then I never really grew out of it it was always something I loved and it kind of changed for me, like the older I grew, my love for it changed, you know, and I started to take it seriously. I started to look at it a bit differently, watch it differently. 
uh, when Total Divas um, came out as well and, you know, what the Bella Twins have done and the empire they've built, you know, I, I was about 18 when that was all happening and I used to watch it and think, you know, I could do that. Like, you know, that's definitely something I would be into in terms of I have the love and the passion for wrestling. I did, I was an athlete at school. I did theatre but I'm really into YouTube. I'm into building a brand. I'm into that business side of everything and all the extra responsibility that comes outside of the ring too, because it's not just the wrestling that's important. It's everything else is, is, is really crucial to building your business and your brand. And yeah, like the older I got, I just got more and more into it and more serious about it and trying to think of like, how can I get there? Like, how can I become a wrestler? But I've been a fan ever since I was a little kid. I know it's the YouTube channel. You put detail behind your channels. I mean, not only you put down where your, you know, social media outlets. You put down where you get the camera, where you get the phone, where you get the light. I was mm-hmm. like, I look at that. I felt this big. I was like, <laughs> I thought I put everything down. No, you just put everything down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like when I wanted to do. Uh, YouTube and stuff like I didn't know where to start and then I would see people's videos and be like oh I like that and then they just wouldn't have any information about their setup so I'm like let me let me let them know how to film and how to get into it and you know we had a conversation before we went on just about like getting a green screen or getting a ring light and things like that they can actually be fairly inexpensive and it's just those little things that can help you get started with something because you know we live in a world now where it's so accessible and it's so easy to start a podcast to start twitch to start a gaming channel to start your own online content and people sometimes feel put off by the price I know I have in the past just cameras can be so expensive and you know you have to start somewhere so for me I've always been about just like making that accessible to people especially other wrestlers aspiring wrestlers a lot of them are like I want to do YouTube stuff and I'm like definitely do it get started here's how you can get equipment here's some of the cheaper stuff if you're you know just dipping your toes in and you're not sure about it so I like to just make everything accessible and as open to people as possible. I mean, I absolutely agree. When I did my, um, start doing my podcast, I was always afraid about, oh my God, it has to be great. It has to be awesome. I looked up for prices, a couple hundred dollars. I can't afford that. So one day I was like, screw it. Just did it off my cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did, uh, my on the road wrestling vlog, which I kind of, so I shared like my whole journey from my training before I trained my training, my in the ring stuff, all of that. Um, and then when I started doing shows, I really wanted to vlog kind of like on the road and show what that's like, you know, driving from town to town, what I eat, uh, backstage, stretching, warming up, all that kind of stuff. And I couldn't afford um, a camera because I only had like one of those big ones for like photos. I couldn't afford one of those nice, cute little HD like vlog cameras. And I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna use my iPhone. And the iPhone is pretty good. The camera on the iPhone is actually great. Uh, but it was just a start and it was a way for me to share my personality with people, share my journey with people, for people to get to know me. And like, you know, I'm still really early on in my career. I've only wrestled for just over a year on shows. Obviously we had lockdown, but I have actually managed to build such a big fan base because I've been accessible. People can find me, people can get to know me, they can get to know my journey. And I'm kind of giving people a unique view into something that hasn't really been done before because obviously we have Total Divas and we have a way to see into WWE and these mainstream companies. But, you know, in terms of independence and stuff, I was trying to kind of give an insight into that from like just starting out. I mean, the Young Bucks have their vlogs, which are amazing. Um, But I wanted to give it from like, literally, here's me training. Like, here's my first steps in a ring. Here's me learning how to wrestle. Here's me doing my first shows and kind of give that insight. And um, yeah, you just got to start somewhere. You just got to get yourself out there in some way. I thought the Young Bucks one was good when they showed behind the scenes 
and then it started getting more comical, more scripted, and yeah, lost me. But the beginning episodes, yeah, that really hooked me. Yeah, I I really enjoy them. Yeah, I mean, so what were the three people you woke up to during your wrestling journey? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I have to say Mickey James, just because when I was younger, that's like I wanted to be Mickey James, like. She was my absolute favorite. I was always rooting for her. She's such an underdog too. Um, and yeah, I always, always root for Mickey James. And I really would say like, she's one of the reasons that I love wrestling as much as I do. And, and if it wasn't for her, maybe I wouldn't have got into wrestling. So I have to say Mickey James and she's phenomenal. Uh, she's such a good wrestler. Um, definitely Trish Stratus because I feel like we have a lot of parallels in, in the sense of I feel like I get judged a lot for being a model. I feel like I get written off for being a model. People are just like, you know, just pretty face or, you know, all of this. And they really kind of overlook the work that I do and how hard I work and how much time and sacrifice I put into wrestling, into the gym, into doing everything because I want this and I'm passionate about this and I care about this. And wrestling is the end goal for me. It's not a stepping stone. It's not anything like that. It's, it's what I want and it's what I've wanted since I was a kid. And I feel like sometimes people might perceive you if you've done modeling or anything like that. They might kind of think, eh, just a model. And I'm like, I'm here to work really hard and show you that's not the case. And I feel like that is Trisha's career. Like she literally proved people wrong. She learned on the job and she's one of the, if not the greatest of all time. Um, And then a third, I think I would say it's really, it's hard. I think the Bella Twins, I'd have to say the Bella Twins just because, um, as I mentioned earlier, just the way that they were able to revolutionize women's wrestling, bring in a whole new audience, build an empire, build a brand. That's something that I'm trying to do at this early stage. And so I definitely look up to them a lot and definitely take a lot of advice and, and try and learn from everything they share. You hear my water pumps going in the background. <laughs> <laughs> had my door, my door's wrong, your boiler's off. It's <laughs> like, uh, what can I say? Keeping it real. <laughs> what is your favorite Trish Stratus match? Oh, um, I think I have to say uh, versus Mickey James at WrestleMania, just because like there's so many I love, but for me, that whole storyline, that was kind of like the women's revolution before it happened in, in my eyes, because I just think they were wrestling like the men they were having a storyline that was just like the men. It, it was a really long feud too. And it was, it was really good. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. Um, so for me, I have to say that just because it was almost like without being planned, it was just as good as the men. And like, obviously now the women are equal to the men and they get the same storylines and they get the same matches. But I think back then to have achieved that is, is really something special. Right. I believe that women are very underestimated in the professional wrestling world. I believe that, for example, recently AEW had a hardcore match with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. They went, they were just as good, maybe even better as the men. Yeah. Everything, chairs, thumbtacks, they did it all. Yeah. And I, and I even said after the match, I said, like, watch, everyone be quiet about these women hardcore matches for another year. Because it would be like, yeah. oh, my God, you know, I can't believe it. It's like, they're just as good. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares about, probably even better than the men. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, that's why the women's revolution happened. And I feel like now it's happened. I think it was like Nia Jax or someone said, like, 
I don't want things to be the first ever now. I just want it to be normal. And, you know, we say about the hardcore matches, like that should just be normal. Like the women should just get that if the storyline needs it, if that's what it leads to. And um, yeah, I think, you know, anything the men can do, the women can do too. And I think if the storyline needs things, it should get them just like the men do. And, uh, you know, I think I speak for a lot of women when we say like, we don't want to be handed anything. You know, we don't want to be like, oh, you know, women have this because you're women. Like, yay, women's revolution. Like we want to earn it. And I think, you know, you talk about Britt Baker's match with Thunder Rosa. Well, they earned that. And their match was so good and it made sense and it was justified and they, they killed it. And um, yeah, I think it's just a case now where like we just want to be treated the same and we don't want a big deal to be made. We just we just want to be the same and we just want those opportunities that a man would get, really. Especially you would think a month before that happened, the two events they had, they had the Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, unsanctioned, and they had the Omega Moxley electrified barbed wire death match for the time. <laughs> you think to yourself the death match would be better than the women's own because it's electrified death. That was so, that ending was so bad i guess a thing didn't go off or something that just was a dud and the women's match was like they made up for that because yeah. they kicked ass yeah i really enjoyed uh the barbed wire match i don't know what happened at the end <laughs> but um I, I enjoyed it until that point but then i feel like they did cover it very well or maybe that was meant to be the joke i don't know um well, but yeah laugh about their own screw-ups yeah, I like I like how they I like how they played it off because there's a few ways they could have done it and what they they said made a lot of sense. So I was like, you know, fair enough, fair enough. Like, but I enjoyed the match until that point because I've never seen that before. Uh, I'm not a massive like death match anything like that person. Like, I like it when there's a blood feud and it leads to like you know a really intense match and you know like an unsanctioned match or anything like that. Like, I, I enjoy that, but I'm not a massive death match person. Uh, I've never really watched that much, but I really enjoyed that. So I don't see that a lot and I enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, I like the way they covered it up and they weren't afraid to be like, you know what? <laughs> it happens. So how much do you squat in the gym? Uh, I actually, I mean, you're, you're, you're Canadian, right? Or American? I'm American, but I'm like, cross the border. <laughs> so I you guys do it in pounds. Yeah. So I'm trying to think because it was 140 kilograms. But I'm trying to think of that in pounds because when I send it to my American friends, they're like, what? I think it's 300 pounds. Because I saw a move that you did, the MMKO. Mm -hmm. And you picked up a guy. Yeah. And I was just like, guys, how much could she squat? I, was like, I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, the way yeah. You, that was a perfect like version of the TKO. But that, yeah. was, that was nicely done, I thought. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I been going to the gym for like five years now and it's just about just constant repetition and training your body uh to kind of carry that weight and so yeah I squat a lot <laughs> wrestlers have to squat a lot very often uh, it's very important for like a lot of moves that we do I also heard that um you need your cardio to be at your best to be yes I, I heard that from you actually during the interview that yes be, if you're going wrestling all I can say is cardio going to yeah it, yeah good. yeah I definitely say that I mean even before you start training just get your cardio up nothing ever quite prepares you for it uh because you'll never have experienced anything like being in a wrestling ring and taking bumps and hitting the ropes but the best advice I could give you is like get your cardio up 
do circuits, do sprints, you know, a deck of cards or a sweat deck. There's an app called Sweat Deck that's free. And it's just like doing squats, push-ups, you know, and you just, you don't stop and you just have to keep going. Do that, prepare, prepare, prepare. And it will help you so much in the long run. Um, like I started working out way before I ever uh, started training because I just wanted to be ready. And uh, it really helps because then you can just focus on the resting and not be like, <gasps> you know, you don't have to worry about that. And, you know, I see people sitting out and stuff and, you know, you don't want to be in that position. So just prepare as much as you can and just just get your cardio up. Definitely. What's the one thing you wish you had known when you began your wrestling journey? <sighs> Where do I start? <laughs> uh, I feel like I prepared a lot, but never enough. Um I wish I just knew more about making my own decisions. I think like there's a lot about the start of my career that I'm proud of. And like, I'm happy my career has worked the way it has because I've had phenomenal opportunities and achieved great things. And it's only the beginning, but you know, for a long time, I didn't do any matches because I was told not to. And it didn't really train at enough places because I wasn't allowed. And you are allowed, you can train wherever you want. You can, you can start wrestling shows once you're safe to do so. And you know, people see you wrestle, they think, yeah, you know, you're safe, like come and wrestle on a show, you, you can do so. And I think the one thing that I regret was just not taking more control of my own career and just believing in myself a little bit more and just being able to train at other places and, and wrestle a little bit more. I think that freedom is really important. Um, so I just wish I kind of knew that, but everything is a lesson and I would never have learned that if it didn't happen. So what's your biggest failure? in your career and what have you learned from it? Ooh, I think my biggest failure was probably just uh, kind of my mentality with my first maybe 10 to 15 matches. But this was kind of what I was taught and just the environment I was in. But whenever I approached like shows, I always had a lot of anxiety. I really struggled to put matches together. I felt really limited. I felt like things had to be set a certain way. And so you're never going to grow if you always do the same thing, if that makes sense. Um, and it took a, like, you know, a good 10, 15 matches for me to kind of shake that and, and approach these things with an open mind and really start to enjoy shows. Uh, but again, like, I think that's kind of just the way that I was taught. But I'd say that was probably one of my failures was just not, not being more open sooner, you know, not being being more open about putting a match together and what you can do and the stories you can tell. I think I was very anxious and very boxed in. Whereas, you know, once I shook that off, I just learned so much quicker and I was achieving better things and having better matches. So yeah, I'd say that's definitely my biggest failure. And again, if I could tell anyone starting one thing, it's just be open-minded, you know, when you go into these things, train everywhere, listen, listen to other people. It's not just one person. You can listen to more than one person and, and just have an open mind and enjoy these things. You know, it's it, a lot of pressure, uh, which is good because that makes a diamond. But if it's too much, you kind of become very limited. So I wish I just was a little bit more free, I guess. Would you say that is your biggest weakness or what would your biggest weakness be? Oh, my biggest weakness, and this is a strange one, is definitely that I'm a perfectionist. And that's a great thing because you always want to get better. But it's my biggest weakness because I put myself down so much. You know, everyone has to start somewhere. You have to learn somewhere. You know, if you're going to go start working out, you're going to start like a stick and come out like John Cena. That's how it works. It takes time, it takes years, it takes failures to get there. 
uh, wrestling's the same. It, it, it's such a skill and you're always going to be learning and you have to start somewhere. You have to be a rookie. You have to be green. Uh, you know, you have to go through these things. But I think for me, because I had built such a big platform for myself when I was having my matches, there were so many eyes on them, which is an amazing thing. But because I'm such a perfectionist and it wasn't perfect because, hey, it's like my third match. Of course, it's not perfect. Um, I think I was really hard on myself uh, to a negative point. And again, that was something that I had to just let go of and just, you know, you're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to get better. Like, And now it's something that when I look back, I love to watch because I, I improve and I see it and it makes me excited to improve even more and look again in 30 matches time and see see that growth. But definitely... I think one of my weaknesses is just being way too hard on myself, like way too hard on myself. What is the biggest peeve that you see around the wrestling business? Something that annoys me? (laughs) Other people, whatever, you're just like, oh. I mean, how much time have you got? (laughs) No, I think for me, it's um, either people who are untrained who wrestle, uh, like I've, you know, been in experiences with that and I've seen it happen. Um, you know people who don't train regularly and they're put into matches or put into spots because it's incredibly dangerous and it puts people at risk so I don't think that's ever something that should happen um, and then my other peeve is, is, is people who just complain about not getting things instead of just working hard you know you, you work really really hard and you might not get stuff straight away and you might get certain things you might not get others you just have to keep working hard and have to keep growing and I'm not a fan of people who just, you know, complain a lot about not getting things or, you know, feeling entitled. Just work harder. Yeah, just work harder. I got some questions from my small audience. I come small, (laughs) but it's bigger than I'm willing to willing to admit. I just very humble, (laughs) humble. I mean, it just started me just ranting and raving, hearing myself talk, and people actually listened and put their time (laughs) and want to be part of the show. So I am very humble. I shouldn't say small audience. Uh, from Jenny C eight hundred two, she wants to know. I'm not sure if you've watched these shows in over across the sea. Greg's Anatomy or Friends? What would you watch? Neither. <laughs> I'm so anti Friends. <laughs> so like everyone is obsessed with Friends, and I've never really okay. seen it. Okay. And I tried. To, I tried to watch it, and I was just like, Ross is a creep. I don't know what's happening. I'm I'm trying to watch Friends. Like I, I'm on season one still, but. I've never seen Grey's Anatomy. Is that about hospital? Yeah, about hospital, yeah. yeah. So absolutely not. So definitely I'd have to pick friends then. <laughs> Reluctantly, I'd have to pick friends. Hospital shows, once you see one, you see them all. Yeah, and I just don't like hospitals too. So I'm like, ugh. What would, <laughs> what was happening? What would it be on your DVR? What, like, what would I watch? What would watch uh, like- I, I literally, I, I just watch so much wrestling. But if I ever get free time, oh, oh, do you know what I do like actually? Uh, the American version of The Office. Office yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, that 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 will be my show that I would just wind down to, or if I'm editing or anything, I'll just put that on because um, I really I find that very funny. <laughs> also, like mindless television, just on the background, you don't have to really pay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I put wrestling on, I'm like, I'm too distracted. So I, I like The Office, just to kind of, that's why I thought I would like Friends, but no. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a fan, a Friends fan, so don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> because I remember it was on, they shoved it down to everyone's throat. And I'm like, if it's always on. It's always I don't like it. If you push yeah. <laughs> um, just Harley, 
what was the most embarrassing moment in a match? Oh my god. <laughs> I've had a few. <laughs> I had one um where like this uh girls, she was like a fitness instructor and she had celery, and there's a spot in the match where like I hit her with the celery, but like it it had something like slimy on it. So I went to hit her but it just flew out of my hand and then just like kind of smacked her in the face, but it, it looked terrible. Or like another word, I guess just maybe, which is, I guess when things go wrong in your first few matches, I, I you have to keep going. Like you'll never see it on my face. I have a really good game face, uh, which is a good thing. Like I'm never a deer in the headlights, but there have been things that have gone wrong and my, my brain is like, loser. Like <laughs> that's gone wrong. And I'm like, damn but you know you're just busy covering it and just you know just it's good to to just work on the fly and just make it because that sometimes looks better because you know it's real but um yeah I guess just things like that but I think definitely like the celery situation <laughs> just looked terrible prepared, like oh my god <laughs> uh from Heather Melissa does your character ever interfere with your personal life mm. I don't think so because the glamour is really just like an extension of me right now. Um, I'm a baby face, so <laughs> not right now, but if I ever go heel, maybe. <laughs> Do you prefer being a baby face or would you like to try to be heel? Um, I've only ever been a heel once and I literally got booed out of the, the building, <laughs> which is very fun. I think it's definitely something I'm very good at. But I'm, I'm enjoying being a babyface right now. I'm enjoying learning. And, and I think it's a good way to get into wrestling is by being a babyface because you really have to, to learn. Um, but I think I would prefer being a heel, yeah. Uh, this question keeps on me popped up when I interview a female on my show. Never actually asked it. I'll ask it right now. When a podcaster does their research on you, is it creepy because they're getting into your personal life or are you happy that you know so much about you? Uh, I prefer when people do their research um, because it shows that they care. It means they can ask interesting questions, different questions um, rather than just generic questions. And also there's nothing online that I haven't chosen to put online. Um, so things that are private, you would never know about. I was like, I'm not out there with binoculars or with no pen. <laughs> Hacking into the system. <laughs> laptop and the binoculars. Okay, she's... Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I feel like normally if you're a public figure, you only put out what you want to put out there. So you would only ever ask questions about what's public anyway. From Wolf King 360 what promotion, if they offer you a contract, you assign immediately? I would never sign anything immediately. I would read things. I would think about things, compare things. Um, I do want to sign eventually. I do want to be a full-time wrestler, contracted wrestler, but there are a lot of options right now in wrestling, which is incredible. There are a lot of places you could go, um, a lot of doors. So I'm just keeping my options open right now. But yeah, I, I, I can't answer that one just yet. Do <laughs> you think this... Uh the concept that AEW is doing these days, you know, with Impact Wrestling and New Japan opening the forbidden door. Do you think that's going to benefit wrestling in the future or do you think it's going to backfire? I think it's a benefit right now. I haven't thought too much about the long-term results of it, but I think it's really beneficial right now for both companies. 
Uh, I think it's a unique thing too to kind of have that collaboration, I think is really cool. And also just thinking about, you know, AEW's fan base and New Japan's fan base, they're very similar. Um, and I think it's a really beneficial thing right now. Uh, I'm certainly very excited about it. So, um, yeah, I think it's a good thing. Well, um, I can't even pronounce this guy's person's name, but I'll just say it was good. If you had a regular job, what would it be? So I did have a regular job and I was an accountant, <laughs> which is so boring. Um, so I feel like if I had like a, a regular job that I could pick, say I just didn't know what wrestling was, um, I think I would be maybe working in journalism. I'd really like to write a book anyway, uh, but maybe being like a, an author. That's not really a regular job, though. That's a pretty like out there job, too, I think. <laughs> it's almost like happy. That's what I always said. Yeah. Um, back to the regular questions. What is the <laughs> what is a myth about your profession that you want to debunk right now? Mm, a lot of people, you know, they, this is quite a quite a common one. Where they go like, "Oh, well, it's fate," and I don't find that annoying because you know it is scripted. Um, but the reason I don't like it is because I feel like it's really it's meant in a disrespectful way. You know, like if you say to someone like Game of Thrones is my favorite TV show, which it is, by the way, no one ever goes, oh, but you know, it's fake. Like the dragons aren't real. It's like, yeah, of course. Like, don't insult my intelligence. Like, I I'm aware. Uh, so it's a bit frustrating when people say it about wrestling because I feel like it's meant in a really disrespectful way. And like one of the things I'd love to debunk is that like it, it takes so much hard work to wrestle. And, and I, I just want people to know that is like, there's so much that goes into it. You do have to train like an athlete. You have to eat like an athlete. You have to invest into your wrestling, invest into training, your wrestling gear, your boots, everything like that. Flying to places just to get an opportunity, driving for hours to go to shows. And you you sacrifice your personal life. You sacrifice a lot to wrestle, like a lot. And um, for me, I think sometimes people think like, oh, it's just play fighting. So I just want to say like, if you are watching it, it's a lot of hard work <laughs> and a lot does go into it. I always compare like it's shown in Las Vegas. It's like, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not, you know, it's staged and everything, but it's like an art. You have to go certain your, yeah. Your, your, yeah, I feel like it's, you know, like that or like theater or even a TV show. I mean, how much work goes into a TV show? So much, just like the rehearsing, the writing, you know, the sound guys, your costume, your makeup, everything. Like there's so many people involved. And when you say to someone like, oh, I love this show, they never go, oh, it's fake. It's like, yeah, you know, we know it's fake. Um, so yeah, I think it's just like, I don't like when people discredit all the hard work that a lot of different people put into wrestling, not just wrestlers, you know, everyone who works on wrestling, AEW, WWE, all the guys put the ring together, traveling taking all the set like there's so many people in the crew as well that work so hard and um i feel like it's kind of just a disrespect to them so it's hard work <laughs> last, <laughs> it is last person on twitter that kind of made fun of me about oh you know wrestling's fake i always go like it's, it, when he said it was staged i say an american football's not <laughs> the pause like well no of course not i was like when's the last team time your team won a championship and i know it's the guy's team and then it's just like a well up uh, the all quiet, you know, like uh well I say, yeah. So it's like these days, you know, you could be watching baseball and it could be an out that could have been safe. It could you no, know, it could have been I don't know. Yeah. I and also I think as well, like, you know, the fans don't know the result. Mm -hmm. So we might know the script, you don't. 
So you're not watching it, you know, following ABC. You're like, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if he's going to tap out, if it's going to be disqualified. You have no idea. And that's the thrill of it. And it's just like watching football or anything like that. You don't know who's going to score. You don't know who's going to win. And that's the same thing with wrestling too. It's like, you don't know what's going to happen. It might be predetermined, but the fans will never, ever know what the result is before it happens. So, you know, it's a very thrilling and exciting experience. So, you know, and I get it. If, if you don't like it, that's fine. Uh, but just a bit of respect to, you know, the athletes and the crew and everyone who works so hard on it uh, is always good. <laughs> Are you going to be watching WrestleMania tonight? Definitely. I'm actually staying up because I think it's on at 1 a.m. here. So I'm going to stay up. <laughs> As, you know, I've been trying to like, you know, all week they've had like the the takeovers and stuff. I've been trying to like train myself to like stay up a little bit later each night. So hopefully I can do it because Sasha Banks and Bianca is the match I'm looking forward to. And it's the main event. So it's the main event. You see, I'm, yeah. I'm happy it's the, main, it's the main event, but part of me is going, I remember back in WrestleMania, like the old school WrestleMania, the world championship was the main event. Hmm. For me, though, like on on the card, that's the most exciting match to me. And everyone's different. You know, we all have things we prefer. But obviously, you know, the men's championship and the women's championship should be equal because they're the top of each division. You know, like, you know, back in the day, the Divas championship wasn't quite equated to, you know, your world heavyweight. Now the women's championship is. So I feel like it could be Drew and, and Bobby or it could have been Bianca and Sasha. But I think the fans really wanted it and um you know i'm personally happy with that but i i don't mind either way but i'm personally really happy with it because it's definitely the match that i'm looking forward to <laughs> so, they, they, they can steal the show for all i know they will steal the show 100 <laughs> percent. they will i'm i got my old school some people call me grandpa simpson because i have like <laughs> you know ways but so when everything opens up again what are your future goals Wow. I mean, I have a lot. Um, I'd love to wrestle internationally. I have wrestled internationally before, but I definitely want to wrestle in more places. Before lockdown, I was meant to wrestle in Germany. I was meant to wrestle in Finland, America, Canada. I was meant to do a lot. And obviously because of lockdown, I wasn't able to do those things. So for me, I definitely want to get back to where I left off and keep improving, wrestling every weekend, wrestling internationally. Long term, I would like to be under a contract with a major company, but I think I do need to just learn a little bit more right now, get some experience, and I've definitely got some doors open, and I just need to figure out what's best for me. I've got one question before we sign, start signing off. What are the best resources that have helped you along the way? With wrestling? Oh, um, just like... There's a lot of documentaries, uh, both, you know, on the WWE Network and then just independent things that have been made. Watch them, like listen to the wrestlers because, the st- you know, obviously they're made for fans. But this before I ever started even wrestling, I was always taking notes. Like even like some of the somewhere, you know, you shake everyone's hand when you walk into a room. So before I ever went to training, I knew like when I go there, I'm going to go around. I'm going to shake every single person's hand. And just like little things like that that you can learn. I would just say there are so many documentaries now compared to like years ago when it was very much like curtained off. There's a lot you can learn from these people. So just listen to their podcasts, watch the documentaries, pick up what you can and learn from them and learn from everything that they say, the mistakes they made or, or the things they do. Uh, you know, like even I say now, like 
the Bella twins. Like I just learned so much in terms of branding and building a business from what they do. I just look at the things they're doing and I try to apply it to my own situation. How can I learn from that? How can I use that to help myself grow and help build a brand for myself? Because ultimately you're a wrestler, but you're also a business and you want to act as such and you want to build yourself as such. So just be very aware of the things around you and the people who have been successful before you and right now and try to just learn from the things that they do. Where can everyone find you on social media? So my username is Mariah May X. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube. What do you prefer if you had to pick one? I would say maybe Twitch. It's just fun, you know, you just kind of, like what we're doing now, just, you know, chatting and and gaming and stuff. And it's just a nice, relaxed, low-key environment. And it's a really, I would say probably the best way to connect with the fans because you're just talking to them. You know, so. I was going to say Facebook. Oh, <laughs> I do have a Facebook. <laughs> I do have my Facebook page too, but I feel like Facebook is on its way out. I don't know. I, I keep up with it, but I feel like, you know, looking at the new apps coming in, like TikTok and, and Twitch, the way that we consume media is changing so much. Right. Um, so I, I keep up with my Facebook, but definitely Twitch is my favorite. You know, MySpace fizzled out. I mean, it's <laughs> I liked MySpace. <laughs> I understand. I mean, they try to make everything bigger, better. I was like, MySpace is so simple. I was such a big fan of MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> Before you go, do me one favor. Give me a little too sweet. Too sweet. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. I'm sure I will see you in like a because you, your career is still young. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you take away the shutdown and everything like that, it's even younger. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm sure one day soon I'll see you on NWA or AEW without a doubt. For sure. For sure. Thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. Take care of yourself. Bye. Bye.